0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pocket Rocket Podcast. Today, we have the man behind the lens, Magic Eye Media, Jay Davies with us. How are you, Jay?
1: Very well, apart from uh, the fact that you've caught me just after cardio and a steam and a sauna and I'm dripping in sweat. (laughs) As they say on social media, we move. Yeah, I was was
0: about to say. You either love that phrase or you hate it.
1: Hate it, to be honest.
0: (laughs) For someone that hates it, you say it a fair bit, though.
1: I stay to take the piss, because yeah. I know annoys it, a couple of my mates. I'm like, fuck, we move. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, like, as I just alluded to, the reason, obviously, I wanted to get you on the podcast is because we talk to a lot of um, bodybuilders on here, whether they are amateur or Olympia level. Yeah. But we, t- we hear what they want to tell us. Mm-hmm. Which they have been very open and honest. Yeah. I think because you work with so many of them and you see them in that training session, so you see them minutes before when they're psyching themselves up before the camera maybe goes on. Yeah. Giving it all in the set, and then maybe it like edits off in their YouTube video or their subscription site,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you see that other part, and you kind of get to interact with them. So,
1: yeah.
0: Wanted to learn a little bit more about that, but also about yourself and being on the road, travelling whilst prepping, because are you five or six weeks in now?
1: Uh, So it'll be six weeks today, in fact. Six weeks weeks tomorrow, show is 13 weeks today.
0: Happy six-week anniversary.
1: Thank
0: you. So, yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. Um, Travelling while you're on prep, I think a lot of people will be able to hand on heart say it's not something they want to do, if they can avoid even being out for one night yeah. than they do um, but it's something that you seem to be doing two three times a week at, at peak yeah um, yeah so yeah let's let's just get into it then let's talk a little bit about how prep has been for the last six weeks
1: um it's been really easy to be honest because i, I so in terms of actually prepping i've i've done one prep which was probably the, the well i've done two preps the, the best one was in 2020 um with Cuba which I also documented on YouTube I tend to flutter with YouTube but I like when I've got something to actually put out I'll document the fuck out of it Mm. I I don't swear yeah crack on we're all adults (laughs) um yeah so I'll I'll document everything so the 2020 prep I did 20 videos for that uh weekly videos so that was like the first like serious prep that Mm. I'd done um so I haven't really been right down since then in terms of body fat levels and that. So I felt I was very much ready to start this on the 3rd of January. Um, it was going to be starting about like the 10th, but I was just ready to go. Um, a couple of things happened at home and I was like just before Christmas and I was like ready to dive straight into the prep then if I'm honest, but I was like, no, we need to, we need to have Christmas. It was the wife's birthday. Mm. I needed to have like a good four, six week period where I was just chilling, Mm. not thinking about anything. Um, getting all work wrapped up at the end of the year. And then from the third of Jan, I could really put a foot on the gas. And it's been good. Six weeks in, um, not a lot of changes in terms of food um, since then, just a little bit more like output activity wise. Um, so it's been, dare I say it, it's been really easy so far. Um, but I know that will change. So, yeah, so far, so good.
0: When you say it's been easy, do you think that, anyone would have found it easy in your shoes to this point? Or do you think you had maybe an expectation that it was going to be harder, therefore it seems easier?
1: Yeah, I don't think it would be easy for the for... average person is probably the wrong way to put it. But um again, with where I am in the industry and the people I'm surrounded by, and I find it really easy to just get it done. Mm. There's no, um like the food... It's not an issue. The training is definitely not an issue. Um, I, I probably need to slow down rather than actually, mm. you know, pull the foot on the gas. I need to slow down because I tend to, like, go on uh, very low sleep and things like that. So I, I kind of just push it to the limit, which isn't a great thing at this point, you know, and I'm, I'm going to have to adjust that as prep goes on.
0: Yeah, because you were, as I said, I've been watching your um, Race Against Time series on YouTube.
1: Yeah.
0: and you mentioned quite a few times that obviously cows touched upon your sleep during yeah. your review, uh, your check-in review, sort of yeah, videos yeah. he sent you. Um, and for those that don't know, Jay trains trains at like five a.m.
1: Yeah, that's that's mental. Uh, that's the training time of the minute.
0: Do you like I training
1: it, at that time? So I don't. I prefer to train after two meals at midday. That's like my time. Um, And when things are uh, on point in terms of workflow and things like that, and my diary and things going on on at home, that's the time I'd like to train. Um, Mm -hmm. The reason I'm training at five is purely to keep on top of the work um, because I've I've still got like a little bit of work left from the back end of last year, like wedding stuff that I do on the side as well. So once those the aim of the game for me is by the end of Feb is to get those tied up. So then I'm at a point where my bodybuilding content is, I'm literally filming, editing quite like within a two or three day period. So I'm on top of it. Mm. And then I'll be able to maybe stay in bed a bit later in the morning and, and train at 12.
0: Because that's the thing, isn't it? Like if you're getting up and even if you lose an hour of sleep on prep, it's really detrimental yeah um, and and you can't really catch up on it and then to add losing sleep into the mix is one thing but then to add in you're losing sleep to then do like a a session
1: yeah yeah
0: surely you're going to feel like wank coming out of that and then heading into the day
1: i, I don't, it doesn't it doesn't affect me like it really doesn't um on my so Carla is like a spreadsheet that we fill in daily mm-hmm it's very like intricate in terms of what, he, what information he asks you. And obviously you put your sleep in kind of when you went to bed, when you wake up. And I think I'm averaging four and a half hours on there at the moment. Or a weekly. Like my weekly is, is four and a half hours sleep. So don't get me wrong. If I've got the opportunity to catch up on sleep, I will do that. Um, like last night, I think we went to bed by about 11 and I stayed in bed till half six so I clawed a couple of hours back and that was a big sleep for me that that was like I felt I got up this morning I was like wicked did a little bit of work and then uh, me and the wife just went to the gym did cardio steam sauna and all that and it's a rest day so
0: I was about to say how does that work then with your wife because surely is it Carla? Carla yeah Carla it surely she's on a like a different sleep schedule like she's not wanting to get up in the wee small hours so she's probably thinking about going to bed, like you say, at 11. Whereas yeah. if I was getting up and training at five, I'd want to be in bed by like eight.
1: Yeah. She's, um, it's a running joke in the house. She sleeps for me. <laughs> so she, she 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 likes to sleep. like So she'll she'll happily have a nice 12-hour sleep. Uh, if I sleep for 12 hours, I will, like, I'll be like, Fuck, I've wasted so much time here.
0: Yeah.
1: Wasted so much time. But, yeah, we, we go to bed about the same time. And then... Uh, another kind of thing that she she takes the piss out of me is that when she gets up in the morning I'm never in bed and she'll go on Instagram to check where I am so I'm either (laughs) working or I'm in the gym doing training cardio or I'm on the road to fucking Durham (laughs) where's
0: my husband let me just talk about his (laughs) story
1: yeah Pick, pick a pick a location out of a hat which one
0: Um, So talking about then this traveling and getting like, obviously you get up, you do your training super early and then you head out to wherever that may be. And sometimes obviously staying overnight if it is like Manchester or whatever. um, How do you kind of, both physically and mentally, how do you travel that much and manage to stay on top of food prep Um, and get your head around the fact that not every session is going to be the same because as bodybuilders, we absolutely love structure. And if I was in a different gym every five minutes, I would feel really shit coming out of my sessions that I hadn't matched numbers and reps.
1: Yeah. Um, the simple answer to that is you just do it. Um, people ask me all the time how am I managing prep on, on the road how am I managing prep staying away for three days how, how are you managing training in different gyms you just do it because if you start looking if you start looking at it as obstacles then you're just going to start bringing excuses to the mm-hmm. into the mix so you just do it that's the, the first answer to that question to do a bit of a deeper dive um, but the the training sessions I log booked for a good two years uh, throughout from when I first started like rolling around with JP and that um, came on massively. The Cuba prep was all log booked. And then when the lockdown started happening, I was going to different. That's when I started really training in different gyms because I was traveling across the border, obviously living in Wales. When Wales was shut, I was going across to Bristol every day to train. Mm. Um, or if I was filming in a, in a location up north and everything was locked down, I was training in the gyms wherever I was, I was filming. Mm. So that's when I was like, this is difficult to log book here because the, the weights were just changing dramatically sometimes with different kits. Um, so then after the Christmas lockdown last year, the year before last, that's kind of when I, I, I stopped using the log book. Um and I did it for a good period of time. I said this on the YouTube series, is that like I'm seasoned enough with my training to kind of know when I'm doing my my, my feeder sets and getting to the point where, right, I know this is going to be kind of working weight. And then rather than thinking, right, I got eight with, I don't know, five plays last time, I'll just say, right, this is about right. I'm aiming for six to nine reps. Whatever I get, I'll get. Sometimes it goes tits up and I'll get 15 reps. But <laughs> like I was with... um I was with Carl last week and and Joe, and we were training down in the coach gym, which is down Joe's Joe's way, and we we did a leg press set and I had like Carl was like that yeah this is about working weights you now and I ended up getting eighteen reps. Mm-hmm. I was like fuck. I was like what should I do? Like just chuck my weight on and then do a heavier set as you back off. So that's kind of how we manage it if that happens. But it's about not getting married to the logbook mm. in that instance and just training.
0: Do you make adaptions to your training? Like, for example, instead of doing a chess press machine of some sorts, wherever you go, would yeah. you opt to do dumbbells? Because within reason, dumbbells
1: are dumbbell. You, yeah, I would. Um, you know, I, I got to take it as and when I'm in the moment in mm. whatever gym I'm in, depending on what kit they've got. Like again with that session with Carl, the um, it, it was a, like a density day, and I've got a pendulum squat, and we didn't have a pendulum squat, mm. so I just jumped on the squat leg press because they had a hack squat, but then my hack squat was in Friday. This was Tuesday. I didn't want a hack squat twice in mm-hmm. four days, so we just did a squat leg press instead um, of the pendulum. So you just kind of I adapt it if I have to try and keep ten.
0: it as close as you can, I guess. As close as I
1: can, yeah. Mm. Of course I can. Without, without taxing the next session that's going to be coming up in three days' time or whatever, you
0: know. I'm also interested, obviously you've mentioned that you're working with Cal.
1: Yeah.
0: Obviously you work with a lot of different high-profile bodybuilders who are coaches. Yeah. So why Cal?
1: I've just seen the way Cal works with the clients and i feel i can relate to carl a lot because i see the hours he puts it into his work Mm -hmm. and i feel i'm on the same kind of he'd probably say that himself like he knows kind of what i will do as well you know if i have to work 15 16 17 hour days i will Mm. and i've seen carl do that firsthand um but also i've just seen the results that he's had and i've also got a relationship with carl whereas yes we are you know client and um you know obviously i'm a videographer he's my client and he's my coach or i'm his client we've got a friendship but it's not a blurred line friendship whereas i'm too far in the friend zone which is where i was with jamie giant um you mean Jamie Reed? Really cool jamie took over coaching me when i was like i was in a bit of a lost space i didn't have no structure so he was like i'll I'll take the reins. Mm. Problem is, me and Jamie are like, we're we're close. Yeah. So that, when I got to a point where I was, I didn't really, I didn't have a plan for a show. I didn't have any photo shoots. I was literally just doing it for myself. Yeah. I was like, I'm paying Jamie here to coach me. But the fact is, because he's my mate, I'm not, like if i was truthful, I'm not adhering to the plan. And it wasn't that I was cheating on my diet. I was actually doing more than he was asking of me. Like if he was telling me to have 80 grams of carbs a day. I was like shaving 40 grams off and I was having less food. So Um, I was doing that. So he was having he was seeing results, but he was having nothing to work with to change the plan.
0: Why, why did you because if I compare that to my situation, my coach is one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, if anything, I would say on the flip side of things, I adhere to it more because.
1: You've got that respect for your friend.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, well, this is your business. I want, and and being a walking, talking ad- advertisement for that. Yeah. I'm like, I want to be the absolute best I can be mm-hmm. for you.
1: Yeah. I think I was just in a lost place towards the end of being with Jamie as a coach. Because I didn't really start with Jamie to do anything. You know, I didn't have like, like when I did the 2020 prep, I was like, I want to get in the most ridiculous ship I've ever been in. Yeah. Over this 20, 20 weeks, Jamie kind of took over the reins um about two months after that, two or three months after that. And I was just doing it. I was just like, I was just being coached. Mm. And he was like, I was sending my check-ins and I was having just a bit of accountability. But it didn't really have a goal to kind of nail. So it got to like the middle of, uh what year was it? Middle Early last year, actually, I think it was. Yeah, it was early last year. And I was, like, I, I was like, I don't feel my goals really warrant or justify me paying a coach at the minute. Mm-hmm. Now that's that's how I saw it. That was like the, the main thought. It was like, I'm not looking to compete. I'm not what was that compete. goal? At that point? Yeah. Just my own personal physique development. It was just... <laughs>
0: So when you say that, so like if I think about goals for personal physique development, I can literally count the things that I know I want to grow or I know that I want to change the shape of or whatever. Yeah. So did you have something in mind or were you just doing it for the sake of doing it?
1: For the sake of doing it. It was right. like, yeah, I was doing it for the sake of doing it just to have the coach. But when I took a step back, I was like, I could probably do the same myself. Here, I could progress like I've done it myself over the last eight years. Mm. I, I, I have there has been periods where I've progressed massively, and I've just done it myself. Um, it's just a, a case of doing it. Mm. So I was like, that money that I'm paying Jamie, if I stopped paying that and put it just away, that could be a car for my daughter in five years. Yeah. I started looking at that in that light.
0: Yeah.
1: Obviously now it's different because I've said right, let's get the show done. Let's take it off the bucket list. Um, I want to be the best possible shape that I, I, I can be on show day, of course. I need a coach. So I need someone that I've got a relationship with, but I'm, I'm not too far in there.
0: Do you feel that this is a goal because of the job that you have? Like, no. you don't?
1: No, it's not a goal. It's not a goal because of the job I have. It's a goal that I've got... Because I, I want to do it, so Magic Eye Media came from me having a physical transformation. That's about where Magic Eye came from, because I I, I didn't pick a camera up until I was like thirty-three. Um,
0: oh wow! And for everyone be, listening, I know
1: how old you are, but I'm, I'm, I'm old, like I'm thirty-eight on show day, so it's it's out there, like. Um, so, yeah, for basically, when I was like twenty-nine. Up until that point, my my magic eye for that period of time when I was younger, which is like my passion, my hobby, my passion was DJing. Mm-hmm. Doing that from like the age of 18, 19, did very well in that. And then when I got to 29, I was still doing, I was still doing it up until lockdown, but I started taping it off. Um, but when I was 29, I was like, I was I was living the DJ life. So I was I was dabbling with training, but nothing serious, didn't have a clue what I was doing really. Mm-hmm. I was DJing until like four in the morning. Then I was going to the pizza shop or McDonald's drive through And then, like, that's where the lack of sleep comes from because I was getting in at five or five and then I was getting up at half seven, taking my daughter to school and then going to work nine till five Monday, Friday. Mm. So I was two hours sleep on average. So good job, Carl, didn't have a spreadsheet in my emails. You might have been in trouble then. Two hours sleep easy, yeah. That was hard. But that's where it's coming from because... I did the, phys- the the physique transformation and during that process I started documenting things on YouTube and filming little bits in the gym, started getting handy with the camera and then people started noticing it and then it just obviously snowballed to, to where I am now. Mm. So it's not because of where I am now, it's because of where I started, like that, that's where it's initially come from and it's been a goal for, well, it would be eight, nine years now, so.
0: and. Like, obviously, you say it snowballed, but how did how did that start? Who was your first client that, not your first one, but the first one that made you think, oh, shit, like, I could do Body this. power. It was body power.
1: The body power, yeah. It was at that time when it was, like, when it was good. Everyone you always yeah. goes back to, like, the good days of body power. Um, so I went to body power for two years, just as, like, obviously someone just go in there. Um, and then Nick Olton saw my edits on my youtube which were dog shit looking back at them but he was like oh, are you really good at this do you want to do it for me so i was like yeah okay let's do it i think i charged him like probably like 50 quid a video but it was it wasn't even like my own footage it was like he sent me this big massive hard drive i've got it somewhere big massive hard drive with like you can imagine how many uh, bits of footage was on there yeah. i'll like, oh, just do what you want they just edit stuff together so i did a, one or two things from there and then he asked me to go to India for the Body Power India tour, which was the first one they did. So uh, that was like the first gig where I thought, oh, this is, this could be something, yeah?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and at that time, I didn't actually own a camera, like like a camera that I've got now. I just had a little uh, point and shoot, you know, like the, the little vloggy cameras.
0: Yeah.
1: Which I was using for my YouTube. So I was like, shit, I need to get an actual camera if I'm going to be a a proper camera guy. So I had to go out and buy a new camera for it. Uh, And then went to India travelling for three weeks with him, which was good. So that was the first gig. So pretty cool first gig, to be honest. Yeah,
0: definitely. And now, all these years later, you're Mm -hmm. part of some of the biggest member sites and YouTube channels in the world.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, huh?
0: I mean, when you break it down to that, I mean, you work with Olympians. Yeah. That's pretty mad. But then you come home, have a shower and take your daughter to football or take her to school <laughs> or whatever. Like,
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's mad. Like when you break it down and like one of the boys was saying the other day, um, because um, there's a few numbers I've got in my phone book, which are like, I used to queue for four hours to to meet, just have a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know like like flex like eddie hall you know those guys that they're on whatsapp to me you know we're going back and forth about things and yes it is mad it is mad when you think about it but at the same time i like coming back home to wales people always ask me why have you not relocated because you're all over the uk why don't you get somewhere more central and i was like i like coming back to the valleys yeah to my wife to my family and doing them and like the mundane things, but those mundane things are like, there's nothing more I like than to get home, go upstairs, chill out and watch TV with the missus and watch some, watch Married at First Sight Australia. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a, yeah. one of those things, like that's probably boring to some people, Groundhog Day, but those things are like, those things are, that are actually different from my Groundhog Day. My Groundhog Day is four hours in the car Four hours shooting, four hours in the car. So that's my ground ugly. Okay? But at the same time as I'm saying that, I, I fucking love it. I really love it. Mm. You
0: no. Know? How long do you think that you will kind of continue working in this way, like physically and mentally, like enjoying it, and and your body is still holding up to silly amounts of sleep and traveling constantly?
1: I'll do it as long as I can. Um, I, there is um. I'm getting to that point now where I feel I need to scale Magic Eye Media. Mm-hmm. Scale it to a point where you know, there's a ceiling, like I, I think I've reached the ceiling and that's not me putting myself on a pedestal at all because I'm definitely not that kind of person. Mm. Um, but obviously there's other creators coming into the game and I get messages from them and it's like a, the people that I looked up to coming into the videography game gone past those and you know some of them i am good, great friends with but I've mm. actually I've become what they were to me when I was coming in mm. so I'm there Um and it's important to stay there as well but I think you know I need to go there mm. so it's, it's about taking myself from there to there to scale it so that's kind of um, a thought that's in my head at the minute is, is taking it to the next level really um, I guess what that would be is... well,
0: I was about to Not say bad. I guess that would be taking on A junior,
1: it is. But then, you know, I get booked for for my style, Mm. and for me to, so it it is going to be something along those lines of where I bring people in, um, make it a bit of a bigger umbrella, I guess. Mm. So that that's what I want to do next. So hopefully that will enable me to not take a backseat because that's definitely not what I want to do. But for me to be a little bit more picky and choosy in what I actually do,
0: yeah,
1: um, because right now, to be honest. All the work that I do, like looking at my board year, you know, every single project that I'm working on or working with clients is is wicked and I wouldn't want to change any of it. So, But you've always got to look ahead because you yeah. don't get to this point by just being happy in the moment. You've got to keep looking forward, you know?
0: Yeah, so that's something that I do. I have a, some people find it cheesy. It's zero fucks given, to be honest, but there we go. Um, I have a vision board. So on there, I mark off the things that I want to achieve within the next year. Yeah. Um, do you do you use a vision board or do you think?
1: No, you just not, know not be, what you want to do. I just know what I want to do. I've never. This is like, you know, the five year plan and all that. Yeah. I get asked about what's your five year plan? I'm yeah. Like, and even the most successful people that we've already mentioned, you know, the the JPs. They, they don't have a five-year plan. Me and Jordan always laugh about the fact that we're fucking winging it, just winging it. And I think as long as you are putting everything into it and you're not kind of staying still um, and you're putting, you're putting everything into it, but you're always looking to be better than the last video or whatever, Yeah. Um, that will get you where, to wherever you need to be in five years. Yeah. Like where I am now, if we, we think back five years... I was filming myself in d w sports on a GoPro. and here I am yeah. that's just because i've i've done what I've just said, you know i've well, haven't been complacent and I've kept moving forward so when no... you
0: were filming on that GoPro, did you ever think that you'd be in this position?
1: no, it was never even a... I was still balls deep in d j like, <laughs> yeah I was still I was still like. Even though like some of the people that I always used to roll around with, DJ, it's like the it's, it's like a different life. Yeah. Even though I, I put so much into that, it's like a different life now. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah. So coming back to prep life.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Obviously, we've
0: got the 13th of May in mind for the show. Fifteen. 15th. Oh, fifteenth. 15th, sorry, fifteenth. 15th. 15th Thirteen May.
1: weeks. Though, so you—that's where you got the 13th. Oh, there we go. Thirteen weeks. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> forgive me. Sorry. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so you've got that in mind. Is that one and done, or are you thinking?
1: Yeah, maybe I've I've spoken to the wife as well. I said, look, if mm. if there's other shows going on, she's like, yeah, if you if if there's nothing that's going to take away from what we are doing, like in terms of summer holiday and yeah, summertime and just enjoying ourselves, then crack on. So I might do one. So the fifteenth May is hundred percent because that's the birthday show, and then I might do one. A week after, this one in Birmingham, which is the FitX. Uh, so maybe, maybe there'll be more than that. But those are the only two I've looked at right now. Yeah. There was one two weeks before the 15th, but we've got a wedding, so I can't do that one. So yeah. I was a little bit gutted, but it is what it is.
0: And how does Carla feel about bodybuilding and competing?
1: She understands me doing it.
0: Yeah,
1: Me doing it. But in terms of the whole thing, yeah, she's, she's fully outside of it. She's fully outside of the world. You know, the, we both live in and, and that. And it not that it's become normal for her to hear some of the things that I tell her what goes on, mm. but she's like, that's just crazy. You know, it's crazy. She, she doesn't get it. Like some of the stuff she understands why I do it. And, um, you know, she has admiration for people that they're actually doing what they're doing, mm. but at the same time she's like fully outside of that looking in so in terms of me competing like she's fully supportive like she's i called her my rock yesterday because she's like how many steps you got left to do oh. um stop weighing yourself i had a little two or three week period where i was weighing myself a couple of times a day and i was just right like, so I've, I've we've, we're done with that now that's gone
0: she kind of keeps yeah. you on track with that like mentally <laughs>
1: Yeah, before we, we jumped on you, she said, Do you need anything cooking for when you get off? So, yeah, she's, like, fully fully supportive. Even when why, she's you know, eating McDonald's. Yeah, even when she's eating McDonald's. <laughs> even when she's eating McDonald's. We actually had um, the first meal off, kind of, last night. It wasn't a full cheap meal. So what did you go for? Just steak and chips. Nice. <laughs> it was just Valentine's, I said. So we just pulled a little... Pulled a little bit of food in the day and then I had like, so that was the first one since we started,
0: Yeah,
1: which, felt, uh, which tasted amazing, obviously. I think I it's know.
0: tough, isn't it, when you're in a relationship and you have to, or even if you've got kids, you have to find that balance between sometimes, the way I try and explain it to my family and friends is, if I'm going to have an off-plan meal and I'm dieting, that means I have to starve myself through the day to be able to afford that one meal
1: yeah
0: and it's it's hard to explain to someone that doesn't get it as soon as someone gets it and you're like as long as you understand that if I snap during the day it's because I'm really hungry but I'll be fine once I have my off-plan meal with you later
1: but yeah
0: but understand the concept of to have that I have to do this
1: yeah it's mad, isn't it? It's mad, but... Uh, we pulled two meals yesterday, so it wasn't too bad. So, obviously... Um, well, I tr- I trained early, check-in day, and I was going... I, I Obviously, I train at five in the morning, weekdays. I don't really eat pre-workout meal. I try to, but then if I my days are so long, then I find that hard. And Carl, Carl said it's fine just to train faster if you need to. Mm. So... I didn't, didn't eat before I trained yesterday, so I had my post-workout and then I had two more meals, or three more meals, sorry. Um, and then by the time it was time to eat, I wasn't that hungry because obviously i had four meals in me. Mm. Food's still quite high in the minute as well. Um, but it was, it was nice. I didn't need to go all the way in. didn't mm. feel like I needed more, so I was stuffed after it, don't get me wrong, but yeah.
0: That's good, that's good. The worst yeah. is when you have the off-plan meal and you go,
1: she's still hungry where's the rest
0: yeah like that's not a good because you know then that the next day is going to be even worse yeah.
1: the food focus the next day after like a cheap meal or whatever is is the worst Today but obviously we've got we've had bits this morning so i'm not really hungry yet yeah <laughs> I
0: so um looking forward then into the next i don't know six months yeah how do you think, obviously, you've you've done a prep before. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you think and how do you envisage post-show being based on what you have done already? Like, did you struggle post-show or did you just go, "Well, oh, no, this is what it is, just crack
1: on? I struggled at the end of the 2020 prep. Um, it was purely because there was so much going on at the end of that because we did the 2020 prep. So my prep kind of ran alongside Cuba's for the Alicante show. Yeah. So literally I finished my prep on the Friday, had a photo shoot with Bailey, and then we flew to Alicante like the following Tuesday. But that weekend, that same weekend, it was also the uh Ben Weeder Two Bro show, which I was filming in London. So not only had I prepped for 20 weeks, and now it was like time to chill out with Carla. I was having to get up the next morning, drive to London, stay in London for two days, get home from London one day and then fly to Alicante. Uh, It was my own mistake, communication error on my part, but I didn't really tell her how long I was going to Alicante for. I thought it'd be like three or four days. I ended up being there a week because Cuba booked all my flights and stuff. So I didn't really tell her that till the Thursday before, which was the day before my shoot or the Wednesday before, perhaps. Yeah, so that didn't go down too well. And then that fucked my photo shoot completely up because I was just like, we didn't talk for two days. Stress. So I looked worse in my photo shoot than I did like 10 days prior to it, Mm. uh, which I'm gutted about. And she was like, I ruined it for you. I'm like, no, no, I ruined it myself just by not communicating.
0: But it's also a little bit of prep brain, isn't it? Because you're just not thinking things through like in the way you should be I was about to say normal way it's nothing normal about it yeah but you're just not thinking straight and it's so easy to forget something like that and I guess with yeah. every prep she's going to understand that more and you're going to get better at it as well
1: yeah yeah I think um we just assume people know we like we think it and we're like yeah they'll know that or yeah I'll tell I'll tell her later and then you won't tell her and then it's like three weeks gone and you're like oh she must know I'm sure she was I'm sure I told her. Or
0: you've thought about telling them so much that you convince yourself that that <laughs> you haven't thought about it. You've actually told them, and you'll yeah. stand there and go, "I fully told you." And they're like, "No, yeah. you didn't."
1: Yeah, that, that was kind of that—that that what happened there. Really.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah, in terms of after this, um, after this prep, I think I'm a lot more um, solid in terms of the workflow. Mm. So the work, the business side of things, I think would be fine. Um, and I'm realistic because I've got a busy, after my shows are done, that's when all the big dogs start competing. Mm-hmm. So I'll be done with my shit. Um, and then I can just fully dive into the, the work side of things because there's going to be a lot of boys, you know, gunning for the O this year that I'm, mm. I'm kind of with. So hopefully we'll end up being there.
0: That would be very cool.
1: Very cool, yeah. It's been on the cards for a couple of years. Um I was gonna go the one year with Ian from Two Bros. Yeah. Didn't end up happening. The following year it was it was a conversation again in the early part of the year, and then COVID kicked off. So that obviously didn't happen. Yeah. Last year didn't happen. So this year could, you know, touch wood, it could it could happen.
0: And if you could work, if we're talking about the O obviously, if yeah. you could work with anyone, alive or dead. Mm -hmm. at that level who would it be
1: well i I really want to work with flex like on a on a more like consistent basis we've done little things together um but i'd like i was thinking about this doing cardio this week i was just thinking shall i just book a flight go over there for a week bang a load of content out for him so I I, I I would like to get in there with Flex yeah. on a regular basis. Um, so we'll see if that happens. Obviously he's based on this. So it's not going to be that regular, like I'm doing weekly videos or whatever, but I'd like to get something done definitely with him. So yeah, Flex and I'm, you know, some of the biggest names I'm, I'm, I'm working with. So it's, it's you know, it's, and some of the biggest names I'm not working with, know who I am, you know, when I've been out in Prague, for instance, had Rafa coming up to me saying that he loves my videos and things. And it's like <laughs> it's mad, it's mad. mad. Yeah, it's mad introducing himself to me. And yeah, so it's, it's crazy. I, I, like I said earlier, you know, I love all the clients I work with at the moment. Um, they're all at the top of the game. And as much as I give them in terms of content, I just get them, I get it just as much back on a personal yeah. level. I was going to say, because you
0: must end up building quite a strong relationship with them because you're working with them so much.
1: It's a hard one to manage, really. You kind of get to the point where you like, I mentioned that blurry line, you know, Mm. where you become your client friend or, you know, you become, you go too far the friend side of things. And, um, yeah, you've got to stay in that middle ground because obviously you do need a personal relationship Mm. with them because you're sticking a camera in their face every day. So you need them to be as natural as possible. Yeah. And I've been told I'm quite good at actually getting that, you know, out of someone. Um, but yeah, when you're spending a lot of time, say you are seeing them twice a month or four times a month, even some people, you know, it can get hard to not go too far the other side of that grey line.
0: Yeah. And has there been times where you look back and you think, we, other than obviously working with Jamie, like, oh, I crossed a the line there, and that made that working relationship difficult?
1: Um, I wouldn't say that it's... I thought in that way, I've definitely crossed the line many mm-hmm. times. Um like like Cuba and Meg, for instance. I got really tight with Cuba and Meg. Mm. Like really tight. And um, they looked after me when I was going up to theirs, they you know, staying at theirs. Um so I felt I was on a on a really good personal level with those guys. And then things happen and then you just go separate ways. So you know, that's one of those. Um but Cuba and Meg were, you know, I, I got quite tight with them, AJ, those guys, which you know we're still all cool as well. So there, there are people, um, I don't know if you know Haran from uh, Rotherham as well, Jimmy Tonk and then got uh, Nate, yeah. style, the big three. Yeah. I'm tight with all those boys. Um, but it's, you know, it's at that point where we can talk about things which friends talk about, but at the same time, it's you know, it's business and, and we know where we're at with this. So everything is pretty cool at the moment. And it's nice to have... Certain people then who who I do class as friends, but they're quite like mentors in a way. And you can kind of put things to them like Jordan and Corin, obviously, you know, with what they've done. Um, Whenever there is, I don't do it a lot, but whenever there is something that I need a little bit of advice on or whatever, you know, I'll definitely go to, to Jordan on that one
0: yeah it's like having a free members site with every single one of these big coaches and bodybuilders isn't it yeah, yeah just yeah, sponging yeah. in all of the information sponge
1: that's the exact word like sponge, yeah. and that comes you know business and personal goals like it just um you know with where where i am kind of personally now in my mentally and stuff you know just sponge suck it all in because like you said i am there for their sessions i am seeing them before the camera rolls and kind of what they're doing. And I am seeing them after the camera shut off and what they're doing, so. Yeah. Do you ever,
0: kind of when the camera shuts off, do you ever think to yourself, and I'm not asking you to name names at all, um, but do you ever think, well, that's not really who you are, like what you just did then on the camera, what you just said, the person you put across is not the person I'm interacting with right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There are, yeah, there's people. There's, there's definitely people like that. None of the the names I've mentioned on you so far are, are yeah. like that. Um, they are who they are, and I think you can get that across from their content as well, because you you know, the likes of Nathan diasher Nathan D'Ascia is Nathan diasher There is yes. no there is no facade there. Jordan is Jordan. Corin's Corin, Jamie's Jamie. Um, early days within this this filming gig. There have been people that I've worked with where they will do it purely for the video, and as soon as the videos, you know, the camera shut off, be like different. Or for instance, we'll be doing uh, how to build your shoulders with these three exercises videos. Yeah. And then we'll film. We'll film the exercise, but it'll be like. Three reps from this angle, three reps from that angle, and the faces and the noises will all be in there. And then you'd be like, "Ah, right, good angles. Yeah, so let's move on. Like, oh, fuck it up. All right. Right. So there are people like that. There are definitely people like that. And they do, it's their job to put this content out. Some of them, you know, they are contracted to put the content out. But it's nice to be in the position where I've seen that. And now I'm around the people that are doing it for real mm-hmm. rather than the other way around. Whereas, if I'd seen all the real stuff and then gone to that, that would be really frustrating for me, yeah. Especially some of the trains and goes at it himself as well. You know, to see that that's like I, I look back and it frustrates me. So, for, for me to be surrounded by that now, um, I probably would not be able to do it. I probably have to. Even though it's work and it's money in my pocket, I probably have to say that no, I can't. I'd rather not.
0: It doesn't sit right with me morally.
1: Yeah, exactly that. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a tough one, isn't it?
1: Yeah, God, yeah. There's people out there, and there's people in the game now that I know that I've heard stories of. Uh, are one person on camera, and as soon as the cameras off, they are completely different. Mm. Living in this this little false bubble on camera,
0: and I guess not only do you see that but you must hear a lot of I'm not even going to say it's like chat maybe it's gossip I don't know what what's real what's not but yeah it must be quite complicated when one of them's slagging off someone and you're going to go film with them the next week and you're sitting there going "Mm "Hmm, yeah that's that's true isn't it sure
1: like I said at the beginning before, I think we hadn't started recording. I'm like the bodybuilding barber. <laughs> all the gossip. I know everything about everyone. But then obviously I've got to be careful with how much of that I divulge to certain people.
0: Have you ever slipped up?
1: No. No. The good thing with me is that, well, it's not a good thing. I'm very <laughs> wise. Um and from, from the DJing days, I keep going back to the DJing days because that's that taught me so much within that 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 kind of world. Because I, I everything that I see happening within fitness, it happens in all different industries. Mm. And I I've gone through it all already during the DJ days and the 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 networking and that kind of industry. So it's easy for me not to actually get caught up in the bullshit because I've I've been caught up in the bullshit in the past in my life. So I kind of know. I know where I can see the mile off what's happening. So I yeah, I keep my lips sealed unless I'm on a level with someone that I know that can either they need to know that you if they need to know it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm you know on a on a friendship level with them, then morally I have to tell them I can't yeah. just sit on it. So that's the only that's the only time I've actually slipped up really, but it's not slipping it's up. Not it's
0: not really slipping up, it's making a conscious, conscious decision, isn't
1: conscious it? Decision. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah interesting wow well, it's been a very insightful conversation i'm conscious of time because you're a very busy man but i have two questions i ask everyone that comes yeah. on the podcast mm-hmm. as i know that you're a massive fan Jay, you definitely would have heard this yeah,
1: i've actually listened to a couple of them that you've done i listened to when you did with hayda oh yeah i love hayda have i listened to more than hayden and james Okay. Most of the guys, I think I've listened to all the gay
0: tunes. So the feedback, I, there's always, there's probably about five that people always bring up. They always bring up Hader, and they yeah. always bring up James. And James is, they always say that it was deep, and that they kind of saw him in a whole different light than they'd seen him before. Yeah, um, which I find interesting because having known James for years, like I know he's quite deep and quite a thinker. Yeah. Um. And then he, sorry.
1: That is who he is. Yeah.
0: I think possibly, like you say, with the whole YouTube stuff, until he started doing stuff where he was like at home chatting to the camera. Prior to that, it was just like balls to the wall training. So people maybe didn't see the soft
1: side just of him. The meathead. <laughs> yeah. it. But it, which is, he's not, he's definitely not like um obviously I've I've got to know James really well over the last couple of years as well, and I know I, I know exactly what you mean
0: he's like unbelievably soft
1: yeah
0: um and then Haider. Mm. everyone always says which he's had people say to him off the back of the podcast well i didn't i didn't think you were like that at all like and there's this perception of him that he comes across one way as maybe a bit Like up himself were cocky and arrogant Um, and he won't mind me saying that because we've spoken about it loads of times yeah and then they see the other side of him i've done two episodes with him now and everyone's like my god he's so
1: nice and like yeah he's a good boy he's He's got a heart of gold i got really invested in you know him getting that pro card because we'd filmed a lot through jp we did a little bit of youtube stuff we speak a lot like just on text or whatever and phone calls And I remember filming the one show and I was like, he's got it. And I looked at Kelly and I was like, he's got this. He's fucking got it. And then he didn't get it. And I remember driving home from, uh, I think it was Lee Valley. I remember driving home from Lee Valley and I just like had a lump in my throat. And I was like, when is this guy going to get it? So yeah, yeah, Hader's a good boy.
0: I I don't know what it is about Hader's story, but. More so than probably anyone else. Oh, I wanted him to get that pro card so badly.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So badly. Um, even before I kind of got to know him, I just knew how much it meant to him because when yeah. he would come away from a show and not having got it, he was quite literally crushed yeah. for days. So, yeah, I was really, really happy that he yeah, yeah, 100%. got that. 100%. And got it in the best way possible as well, not just like getting it some shit show in the arse end of Europe.
1: That's it, didn't I? Don't yeah, you nailed that. You yeah.
0: Know. Yeah. So, yes, I always ask two questions. Um, and the first one is, looking back, knowing what you know now, mm-hmm. is there anything that you could change, if you could change, you would?
1: Yeah, massive regret for me is not getting into this earlier. Massive regret. Um, both the business side with Magic Eye and the, the training side because um as i said it's a di- it's a different thing the passion lied in a different lane with the djing back in the day um but i wish the training uh and, and the camera work had started just a lot earlier just because i know what i've done in a short space of time if i had had more time hence why we've pulled the series race against time because yeah. like i've only got i've only got a short window of time to do what I want to do with it, because I don't want to push it too far past, you know, health reasons. And it's a glorified hobby for me, rather than actually wanting to do something in bodybuilding. It's not about doing something in bodybuilding. It's about taking it off the bucket list.
0: And if you had started earlier, what do you think it would be different?
1: Well, the business I think would definitely be at a point where I'm looking at it going now. I think we'd already be there. Yeah, um, You know, and the people that I looked up, uh, up to when I was coming in, a lot of those guys have become complacent and they, they, they're still where they were three mm. or four years ago. They're still around, don't get me wrong, but they're still, they're, they're still there. Whereas I know with my mindset and where I've done in a short space of time, if I'd started earlier, I know where I'd been, you know, where I want to take it now, we'd already be there. Mm. Um and then in bodybuilding, I just think it would be um, physically obviously it would be I'd be a lot more developed, but it is a goal to compete. And again, I work alongside some of the biggest names, and I see how they go at it. I know how I go at it, and I'm going at it on similar levels. Yeah, just for a hobby, not to do anything so if I if if it was a goal for me to do something in it you know what could I achieve then so it's just about not that it it is a regret I know to have regrets is not good but it is a regret it is it is what it is but we can't change it um so yeah that's the only thing I would I would like to change if I went back is just to start everything I'm doing now five years earlier maybe
0: fair enough i think there's a part of all of us that thinks what would have been or what could have been if i'd started earlier yeah um i know it's what you mean question. about
1: sorry it's a frustrating question to ask yourself mm.
0: sorry about that
1: <laughs> yeah no, no no time machines i'm trying my hardest to time machine because i could do with one but
0: yeah it might just give you a few more hours in the day yeah. or, a or throw back to bernard's watch
1: bernard's watch yeah
0: that was brilliant. Um, yeah. Just pause time, crack on.
1: Well, There's gonna be made... a lot of
0: people listening to this that have no idea what Bernard's watch I is. I know,
1: I know. Shout share it all the young
0: ones.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I, I just get up earlier and, and kind of make days longer mm. so that you're kind of creating your own Bernard's watch because you're creating more time for you in your day.
0: I guess work but... hard when now so that you can work less in the future as yeah. well.
1: That's kind of that's a nice way of looking at it. Whether that happens or not, time will tell. It? But um, mm. yeah, whether that happens, you know, be, it'll be nice to slow down. But I can't see it happening anytime soon.
0: We can regroup in five years' time and see what's yeah. what's going on then. Yeah. Um. And last but not least, you are known as Magic Eye Media, the videographer behind some of the biggest names in the world, as well as a bodybuilder yourself. Uh husband uh, dad training partner ex-dj
1: yeah dog father
0: of all <laughs> of these things yeah. but what would you like to be remembered for
1: uh what would i like to be remembered for i've never been asked this just someone that put everything into whatever they put their mind to um, but did it with morality. Is that a word? I, just I, know, I
0: don't know, but I know exactly what you mean. Doing it with the right moral compass.
1: Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so achieving things that... Yeah. Obviously, I live in a small town in the Valleys, and it's very easy to get caught up in that life. There's... All the people that I grew up with, are all doing the same day-in, day-out shit still doing it now S- the same things we were doing 15 years ago and it never sat right with me that I, I was going to just be that kind of regular fucking, you know out Friday Saturday night or whatever Monday Friday we, those people are everywhere in, in the world yeah. but um, yeah looking back it, it never felt like I, I was just not destined but just to be in my lane just be put in that box and that's what I do for the rest of my life that live your die year, and that's it. Mm. And there's always something more. So for me to be remembered by someone that, you know, did set high goals for himself. The DJing, I did very well, you know, for a small town boy there, that did very well, ticked that off. The same thing with Magic Eye now, same thing with bodybuilding, just achieving goals, which might be far-fetched to the average person, but put everything into them, achieved them. But again, kept the uh, moral compass in check. Oh, that was deep. Tends
0: to get pretty deep on that question.
1: Mm, yeah, it's deep, it was <laughs> deep, I have a tear in my
0: eye. <laughs> I think it's good, like, if you look at it in both ways, you're achieving all of those things that you want to. You're setting out these goals, whether you write them down or they're just, like, in your heart of heart, and
1: yeah. you're
0: achieving them. Year on year, you're growing, you're improving. But at the same time, like you said, you're still coming home. To the valleys, yeah. you're still watching your shit shows with your your family. That we all love that trash TV,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you've got that balance of what well, I'm Magic Eye Media, but I'm also just Jay. Yeah, and I think a lot of people forget that they are Jay or Hammer yeah. or whatever, and they just in our small little world they become some sort of celebrity, and they just forget where they came from, and they're not grounded anymore.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's nice to see that you still do all of those normal things, but then it's almost like a double life that you're. I'm like using.
1: Batman. I'm like the bodybuilder. Oh Batman. Oh my god! Go.
0: And how did you find time to film that new, uh, the new one that's coming out? Is it third of March? The Batman. It's coming out. How do you? If you oh. if you're him <laughs> himself, how do you not know?
1: Yeah. Is where it's just a couple of <laughs> so busy. So busy,
0: <laughs> right? Thank you so much for joining me. It's cool. been lovely speaking to you. Um, yeah, and you. if anyone wants to find you or any of your content, where can they find you? Uh,
1: well, first place to go is Magic Eye Media because that is the, the number one thing. Um, and then if you want to see any of my personal bullshit, then it's just UK. that is up both on uh, Instagram and YouTube as well. So yeah, Marjorie go first and then everything else comes second.
0: Okay, cool. Um, well, as I say, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I wish yeah, cool. you all the best of your prep. I'm sure we'll um, discuss it again soon and I'll keep yeah. an eye on the Race Against Time on YouTube.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Hannah. Cheers all for right. you on.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Thank you.